does one maintain a level of success needed? How does one deal with things? How does one get their driver's license? How does one get good grades? How does one go about planning school? How does one know the SAT standardized test? How does one handle the transition into starting their own independent life in college? So today I'm here with Jacob Joseph. Hi, hello. <laughs> he's one of my closest school friends and he's actually just graduated. Um, but today he's here to help uh, talk about how does one deal with a breakup? But before we dive into that, let's do a little get to know you. Uh, right. So we're going to do a little trivia and uh, see how much you remember from your time in high school. Nothing. <laughs> so Jacob actually hasn't seen these questions before. So this is 100% like unscripted. Like he has no idea what the answers are. And honestly, some of these he'll probably want answer choices to. And I don't have answer choices to. So let's see how this goes. So first question. On the American flag, is the top stripe red or white? Uh, it's, it's red. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. What is the hottest planet in the solar system? Oh, uh, I'm 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 struggling to remember what planet's the order. Uh, no, what what order <laughs> is in? Like I'm struggling to remember that. Uh, I want to say I want to say Mercury. Wrong. It's oh. Venus. Uh, next question. It's a history question. I don't really remember the history teacher at our school. I won't say his name for his sake. Um, I don't really remember him talking about this. Um, so let's see if you know. Uh, the Bay of Pigs invasion was a failed attempt to overthrow which Cuban dictator? Uh, I can't even... Okay. Would you like some answer choices? The only one I know, so I'm just going to go for it, okay? I don't need the answer choices, okay? Is it is it Fidel Castro? That's the it only is. Okay. Oh, it is. You know, yeah. honestly, I still think he's alive. I think that's a guy who could definitely fake his death and get away with it. Uh, okay, next question. What is the atomic sign for water? Wait, wait. Am I stupid or is it? Yeah, I think you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... <laughs> It's H2O. It's H2O. That's yes, what it yeah. <laughs> it's H2O. That's horrible. It took me a while to think of that because I was like, two hydrogen, one oxygen. <laughs> Dang, I learned nothing from chemistry. Apparently not. But hey, I guess I guess logic prevails with that question. <laughs> what is the square root of 64? Square root of 64. That's easy. Positive 8 and <laughs> negative 8. Wow, the math teachers would all applaud you right now because you gave both the positive and negative answer. My my college professor, that person would be proud of me. That <laughs> that person, I'm, I don't think I can name names, but that, <laughs> no. person, that person, I don't think she liked me, but that was something she really hammered home with the kids. <laughs> I guess they were technically adults. But uh, yeah, I actually fell asleep in that person's class once. And yeah, they, didn't you end up having her another semester too? Yes, and I remember I you talking about this. Yeah, and uh, she ended class when I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> ended class, she's like, "Get out!" And I'm like, and I, I like wake up, and like, <laughs> like there was a little. Okay, this is too much information here, but there was a little bit of drool like on my mouth, so I like wiped off. <laughs> like 
barely awake and she's like she's like if you want to if you want to sleep then get out i'm like okay <laughs> she got up and left it was just so awkward and then she just ended class two seconds later oh my gosh jacob i am not surprised at any of this information hey but like on on in in the grade book i did better than most of the kids in that class like i was i was in top 20 percent. so were you really yeah big brain Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even need to be in class to know stuff. <laughs> that's not true. Okay, yeah, that's not that's not that true. It's not great advice, but mm-hmm. I, we understood the point. <laughs> okay, last question. All right. This is the hardest one out of all of them. You ready? Okay, all right, hit me. What is the powerhouse of the cell? Okay, <laughs> why am I stupid? <laughs> I can only think of maize bean. That's the only thing going through my head right now. Why am Jacob, I- this is like oh. high school 101. I know. Uh, there's, <laughs> it's, it starts with an M. Oh my gosh. Are you being uh, serious right now? No, I'm being serious. I, literally, <laughs> I know it starts with an M. But it's the mitochondria. I, oh. We literally yell this like once a week, Jacob. I'm disappointed in you. I talk about this yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I am like legitimately disappointed. Hey, it's like being out of school for a while really messes with your head. You know, you just forget everything. <laughs> wow, that yeah, that's not this truly not something to be proud of. Of trivia. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, well, now that we've determined that Jacob is a dum-dum, let's go back to the focus of this episode. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, 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 just, let's just say I'm mental dum-dum, but I'm not emotional dum-dum, so I should know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> just, yeah, just... he's an emotional smarty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just going to kind of talk about how does one deal with a breakup um, and just kind of go through some you know, ways the best words, the best way to deal with the breakup and um, like how to move forward and how to move on with your life without having to like linger on this person, you know? So I think it's important to like first start off with ending things right because you can't really have a breakup to deal with if you don't actually break up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, uh, on that, like I think no matter which side you're on, like either either if you're if you're the person breaking up with the person or if you're the person getting broken up with or if you're the person that wronged the other person or or not uh it's always important to end things like in a civil manner mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a easier said than done sort of thing like you know i feel like that's the same 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 note as basically like someone saying they're sad and just be like well just be happy just smile a little because it's like on paper <laughs> it just seems so simple but it's like mm-hmm. this person, it's difficult. Yeah, totally. Because you know, you're you're angry or you're hurt or you're just ready for things to be done. You just need a break. And then when you're being told, hey, you gotta be nice, you know, that is not the advice you want to hear nine times out of ten. But it's honestly the advice that in the long run is gonna save your butt and save your relationships with your friends, you know? Because if you don't take the time to end things right, you're gonna hurt a lot more people than just your ex in the process, you know? And you're gonna hurt yourself more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have this this built up anger that's 
that like never gets resolved. And I feel like the the ultimate way to end things like in a civil manner is you have to you have to like see past your own anger and whatever hurt you're you're going through at that moment. That's really hard. But mm-hmm. you can do that and you can remember that at some point, some point in your relationship, this person meant a lot to you. And that in some capacity you do still value them as a friend or really even if you still love them then you should you should focus on that and try to see past your anger to to try to end things in a civil manner and and really use that because i feel like your anger can become such a driving force for for better or for worse almost because sometimes being angry can really help you get over a person but Ultimately, in ending things, it will not help you in any way. You'll just end up yelling. Like, that's not going to go anywhere good. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I'd say that, like, for myself, as somebody who kind of emotionally represses things, because that's easier than dealing with things, um, you know, for me, it's very important that, like, in my past uh, relationships or, like, friendships even that have ended, it's so important to not get angry because then for me, I'm going to repress that anger and it's going to build up and it's going to get even worse than the relationship itself was. So if you're able to just process through your emotions and look at them objectively and not get overly angry or overly sad or even overly justifying yourself, it's so much easier to move forward because you're not having to struggle with those constant emotions and having to constantly justify yourself or justify the way you're feeling. And let's be realistic, even if you break up with somebody, they're most likely going to still be in your life. You know, I have more friends who still have to hang out with their ex than I have friends who are, uh, you know, able to let go of that person completely. Nine times out of ten, you date someone who goes to school with you. Okay, well, you probably have classes with them. You probably have lunch with them. You probably see them in the hallways, you know. And so if you end in, like Jacob said, a screaming fight or um, if you end in nasty and mean words and hurt feelings and unresolved problems, it's going to be so hard to continue because every time you pass them in class, every time you're assigned to do a project, every time your friends want to hang out with them, you're just going to be sitting there burning with anger and unforgiveness and just like a lot of problems that are going to start eating at you in other areas. So it's just so much better to just end it like an adult, you know, we're coming into high school, but we're also coming into adulthood, you know, you need to start handling things maturely. And also not even not even just when you see them in the hallway or see them see them in person. Like if you're on Instagram and you see something from them, whether it be a story or a post, that's gonna remind you of them. And even if you tried to push them to the back of your mind and move on and forget, that's gonna bring up some unresolved memories and feelings and it just won't be good for you or your mental state in general. Yeah, I agree. And I think another thing is recognizing what your role was in the breakup and seeing that, you know, maybe you believe that person wronged you, um, but you need to recognize that that person also probably feels like you've wronged them. Um, It doesn't have to be like, you know, you cheated. It could be that they feel like, you know, in the relationship, you didn't treat them right, even if they're the reason for the breakup. So even if you're not the core reason for a breakup, you still have some sort of influence in that, whether it be good or bad. And you need to be able to recognize and analyze both sides of that, because that will really help you move forward into newer relationships. And it'll really help you learn things from that relationship.
yeah and ultimately you're right it's mostly mutual and yeah uh like i i'm not i'm not justifying cheating here but (laughs) i feel like it's really easy to fall into like especially when it comes to something something as like earth shaking as like cheating because that that shakes your entire worldview and like yeah totally huge paradigm shift and it changes how you view the other person but ultimately unless unless the person you're dating is just literally the spawn of of satan they (laughs) won't just cheat on you for no reason like they'll there'll be something something going on there like there's always a reason and a motive Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time, if you're taking the, if you're taking something away from this, I'm not I'm not justifying cheating. I, I just want to say that again. <laughs> I don't condone cheating. This is not not a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying though. Like, um, again, not justifying cheating, but like if you do have a um, boyfriend or girlfriend who's cheated on you, there's probably a reason. You're not fulfilling something in them, and I'm not saying change yourself. I'm not saying that you have to give more. I'm saying that maybe you guys aren't compatible. Maybe this person is looking for something that you can't offer. So your role in that breakup would be that you just aren't compatible. And so that's your role is recognizing that this relationship isn't going to work because this person isn't happy with me. And so instead of looking at your role as, oh, I'm the mess up. She could never love me right. You know, I could never do enough for her. And that's why she went and did that. You know, that's not your role. That's the blame you're going to put on yourself, which you shouldn't do. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Also, another bad role you can you can really put yourself into is the really really the rom-com guy and be like oh well this is this is just the end of act one where she cheats on me and then act two, <laughs> i have to i have to fix myself and then act three is where i win her back because like you're saying sometimes people just aren't compatible and getting this idea that uh we can we can just win someone back and get back to normal sometimes is very unhealthy and it's it is pushed by a lot of movies and every single every single netflix original like oh my goodness um but yeah about recognizing your role in the breakup yeah i definitely think um sometimes people back to what we said about like over justifying you're like no i played no role in this breakup like that person's just the spawn of satan in the words of jacob you know and that's so that's so prideful and like self-justifying to be like oh no i could never when like nine times out of ten if you're unhappy in a relationship the other person is probably also unhappy it's just not in the same form so like if you're unhappy that your significant other or your boyfriend or girlfriend is like not giving you enough attention well they probably feel like you're being overly needy you know so you got to recognize that there's always going to be a role even if you see yourself as the good guy yeah and seeing yourself as a good guy honestly it's like i I suppose people will teach a lot in like self-help stuff they'll be like you're the hero of your story this is your (laughs) journey but like especially during a breakup it can it can really be toxic and it it can really give you some unnecessary baggage that didn't need to exist in the first place for you Mm -hmm. to carry on to your next relationship yeah just change your outlook on life in general but in an unhealthy way you know yeah i agree i think managing hurt feelings is a very important part of the breakup you know that's probably honestly one of the most important parts like 
if you can't end things right, then you need to be able to manage your hurt feelings and not allow yourself to get into a depression or a serious sadness or even like suppressing your emotions and going on a high instead of a low. Yeah, and it's like that's also the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Because, like what you're saying, there's there's really once again there's two roads. Uh, there's there's the road of I'm going to wallow in it because this is this is my life right now this is what's going on i'm just depresso boy and there's also another road where you're like oh well you know what screw that i actually don't care at all and i'm a i'm gonna just go and have the time of my life and let me tell you i tried that it lasted me a good two hours it did not go <laughs> over well okay like I remember this. <laughs> yeah, like, for for our listeners, our listeners who who do not know, who who don't keep up with my life, which I think it's <laughs> their fault if if we're gonna say anything. But oh yeah, that, I agree. That's off topic, but uh, it's like I have a very very recent breakup, like less than a week ago, and there was definitely oh, but but I'm good now. And in case anyone was wondering, I feel like I feel like I'm good now. But there was. <laughs> Like, the minute it ended, I was like, the minute I ended it, uh, I was like, woo, yeah, we're, we're going to go celebrate. This is a, it's a good time. And I was like, I feel like Floyd in this Mayweather. And then two seconds later, not two seconds, two hours le- later, I was like, it hurts so much just to produce a smile nowadays. <laughs> it, was, it was a huge 180. Like, it was absurd. And because because I wanted... I wanted to just be okay in that moment. I didn't allow myself to to hurt and to feel, you know? I just tried to push it down and never hear from it. I honestly thought that was so funny because when he texted me, he's like, hey, like me and this girl just broke up. I was like, oh my gosh, like, are you okay? Is she okay? Like, is everybody fine? Like, how do you feel? Like, do you want to talk to me? And I was literally like sitting in the car with my family, like eating Zoe's, like we're in Dallas. I was like, I'm going to be of no emotional help, but it's fine. And you're like, no, I think I'm fine. I think this is a freeing moment. It's time to get close with God. And I was like, uh okay um i was like well text me if you need me (laughs) yes literally like two or three hours later you're like i'm not doing so good and then all of a sudden my bible app is blowing up and you're like putting all these requests (laughs) i was like oh my gosh it was was so weird (laughs) it's like yeah you you want to be all right you want to you want to be able to skip past the hurt and and speed run it really. You wanna you wanna be able to hold that world record on the heartbreak level of Super Mario Maker two, and <laughs> really sometimes you're not gonna be able to do that. Like sometimes, not sometimes. In order to do that, if you really want to do that, you have to first come face to face with your feelings, mm-hmm. and you have to you have to really like come to terms with them, and and ultimately put a put a positive spin on it and yeah it's like once again that's something easier said than done yeah totally. But it's like definitely there was some truth at least this is this is my idea there was some truth to me saying that uh that it's better like what the minute the minute that i texted sarah i was like it's better this way we're <laughs> this is good like ultimately that's true but 
I can't I can't be there where I say it's better this way until I go through the hurt first. One of the things that I definitely learned, which I feel like should should help me help me going forward, is that uh, this was definitely it was definitely a friendship that I pushed too far. It's like mm-hmm. what you were saying earlier. Sometimes people aren't compatible, but it's like not not necessarily not compatible, but sometimes you're just not meant to be with that person. And I feel like that's something I really learned from this. I learned when to when to not take something too far, which really I sh- I should have learned from. If that was a lesson I had known already, then <laughs> that would have been I could have avoided this entire thing because I would have been like, well maybe maybe this isn't such a good idea. But <laughs> now that I know that, it's like I can implement that into future relationships and friendships, and I can really know when to. When, when it's good to get with someone and when ultimately you are just better as friends. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like I've learned that in past relationships as well. If like, okay, just because you guys both you like each other does not mean that you're compatible. You know, just because you think he's super cute and artistic, you know, and oh, he matches 80% of what I want it doesn't mean that that is that person that you were supposed to be with. And so I think that's definitely a lesson that I've had to learn. Um, I've also had to learn like how to manage what I consider love, you know, just because I like this person doesn't mean I love them. And that's been a very big lesson that I've had to learn of like, I guess you could even word it as self-control of like, just because they're cute, just because you feel like you could be compatible, doesn't mean you love them, doesn't mean they're ready for a relationship, and doesn't mean this is something for this season, you know, maybe you need to hold off and wait until you guys both grow. That was definitely something really big that I've had to learn through past relationships. And, uh, like, on that note of, like, even if they match, like, 80% of what you want, like, doesn't mean that they're the right person, I feel like, uh it's real easy to disillusion yourself mm-hmm. and like, well, yeah, this person seems right. So they must be the one for me and I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep us together because this is the one for me. I can't lose her or him. And it's easy to just, just stay on that. So like, I feel like one thing I've learned from, from this past one, especially is uh, to look at things objectively, to not let yourself be disillusioned by, by what you think is the truth. And ultimately this applies back to what we were saying about not not thinking that you're you're the ultimate hero in this and that you're the good guy and that the other person's the mm-hmm. villain. It's like it's it's really easy to get into that once again. I, maybe maybe this is really just me and uh, I'm projecting onto everyone else, but no one else has <laughs> but it's easy to fall into the rom-com teen teen rom-com thing where you're like <laughs> Oh wow! This is this is it. This is our this is our meet cute. This is where uh, I knock over her books and I have to pick them up for her. <laughs> and then I'm like, "Whoa, what's your name?" And then she's like, "Cindy." And I'm like, "That's an ugly name." Uh, apologies to anyone whose name's Cindy. I just don't like that name. Uh, but anyway, it's like it, it's easy to disillusion yourself. That's my main point here. Yeah, and I think the best way to avoid that disillusionment and falling into that false reality and that imaginary world 
is setting expectations for <laughs> setting expectations for a relationship. Yeah. You know, you can't just run into a relationship and be like, oh, this is going to be great, you know. You have to know what you want first because otherwise you're going to end up in a cruddy relationship because that's who's available. So I know that for myself, the best way I've kept myself grounded is writing a list of like who do I want in my next relationship you know and for me that list you know it can be broad things it can be like you know nice brunette you know whatever you want glasses freckles I don't know man whatever you're into but then it can be more specifics so for me like having somebody who's a musician is a super important thing like I I won't compromise on that ultimately. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, well maybe, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, no, like this is such a big part of me. I can't deal without having that in another person, you know? So that's what's kept me grounded in reality. Definitely keeping them, keeping them realistic. Cause like uh, mm -hmm. a musician is, I feel like this is a very realistic thing to look for, but I feel like having these lofty expectations that will once again match up with with what you want your fairy tale to be that'll just set you up for hurt and it'll set you up for disappointment yeah i think like you said it is so important to be realistic because like for me just to continue off my example i can say i want a musician doesn't mean he'll want to play music every day you know so it's just it's just reality you know i'm a musician i honestly can't remember the last time i played music um yeah that's, <laughs> i love music it's such a big part of me but i'm not not playing right now. We're in quarantine. We're just gonna chill around and play Animal Crossing. Those are the vibes right now. <laughs> but uh, also, I feel like it's important that if you get down realistic expectations, like like your musician thing, that you don't compromise on them. Mm -hmm. That like you stick to them, and that just because you write something down doesn't mean that oh, it's it's just a word. I guess like I I, I guess he's not. He's not emotionally available, but I'm sure he's still a great boyfriend. Like that's <laughs> not that's not a recipe for success. No. And shifting, yeah, shifting what you what you want and what you're looking for, and being able to go back on that and say no to some stuff, that's not exactly gonna work out for you in the long run. Yeah, totally. I agree. You know, you're just gonna sign yourself up for a relationship that you're never gonna be fully happy in. Yeah, but also, uh. Tying it back to breakups a little, I think it's important that your your expectation list or not your expectation list, your I guess wants, needs, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I I I feel like it's important that after each relationship you do adjust that accordingly. Like, for instance, if if your last person wasn't a great communicator, then you should add communicator to your list. And that you should constantly be learning from your breakups instead of laying them hold you down and you should be constantly moving forward making strides in the right direction even if the right even if the the goal that is further down the right direction is like super far away all that's important is that you keep moving towards it and it's important to just take anything you can learn from your last relationship and move forward with that knowledge because if you don't then your last relationship was just for nothing it was just pain and hurt for absolutely nothing. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that was a good, like, ending comment that kind of, like, wraps up what we all talked about. It's just, like, you know, making the right choices that will benefit you and benefit everyone and learning from the past. Yeah. Um, yeah.
So that was a great conversation, Jacob. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, no, it was it was great for having me. But wait, I have a question for you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, if if you were gonna rate breakups on a scale of one to ten for a Yelp review, one, how many how many stars out of five would you give breakups? What What do you mean, give breakups? I don't know. Like, break, great break the experience, like a breakup yeah, experience. Just, just the concept, the experience. Rate it out of five. Out of my personal experience. Just in general. Do you think I would say breakups? I would say there are three. Like they're pretty middle ground because, like, sometimes they're for the better if it's like getting you out of something toxic, like emotionally just draining and not the best. But they like they do suck. Like you're just gonna feel like a big mop for you know a week or two while you're trying to get out of it, and you're gonna want to run back to that person. Doesn't mean you should, but nope. yeah, I would give it a three, and I would attach pictures too. Oh, on okay. my Yelp review. Mm -hmm. Specifying. <laughs> okay. Well, if you enjoyed the How Does One podcast, feel free to share this with someone in your life who needs to hear this. Um, don't forget to follow and leave a rating. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, or any topics you want us to cover. So, uh, until next time, stay safe. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>